Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, who asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. And this is Friendshipping! Whoa! I don't know what happened there. Trin is turned up. I'm turned. (laughs) Hello. Oh, what's the theme? The theme... Well, you have to set me up, right? Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Man, has it really been this long? We just took a week off. Jeez. This is I bad. Feel, I feel like it's been years. And the theme this week is... Poe Buddy's Nerfect. Seize the means of production! <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire already, I can tell. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Oh, God. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Friendshiping. Before we get into the sad stuff, I have a question here for my friend Trin. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. This isn't really a question. Congratulations on the Lady Doctor Who. Oh, yes. Okay. So, everybody, let's talk a little bit about the new Lady Doctor. So, if you are not uh, familiar, Doctor Who is a science fiction television program from the United Kingdom. It was created by a woman and a man of color. In, uh, I believe, the 60s. And now after 13 different, 12, you know, 13, 13 different people being cast as the doctor, the 14th person to be cast as the doctor is a lady. We've achieved equality. We finally, we did it, guys. Congratulations to us. (laughs) (laughs) So I have like a lot of feelings about this. Like I, uh, I'm happy as the lady. I understand people who are uh, disappointed that it's uh, a white lady and not a woman of color. Um, But mostly I'm just kind of like, okay, like there's plenty of like imperialist white women on TV. Like I'm not going to make any judgments till I actually see it. You know, Mm -hmm. I would I need to know more about the showrunner, I think. Oh, right. Because it's a different showrunner, too. Right. Right. But what's important is that now I can write a lot of Lady Dr. Riversong fan fiction. Hells to the yeah. And that's what's truly important to me. (laughs) Also, Star Wars. What happened with Star Wars? There's just a lot of Star Wars information happening. Oh, what did you do? What else? What? There was like a Disney convention or something. Oh, yeah. D23 or something? Yeah, I don't understand. And they released some Star Wars info. And apparently there's a scene where uh, Poe Dameron fights Laura Dern. What? Yeah, Laura Dern's in the new one. Doing why? I think she's like an admiral of the bad guys. She's not a part of the rebellion. Isn't that amazing? What's happening in the world? I know. Women are taking over. It's so weird. uh, I'm sorry, men. But the time to shine is now. The reign of men is over. The reign of men is over. I'm really excited. (laughs) Uh, So this week we're talking um, about morality. We're talking about um, decision making. And I'm going to apologize in advance because I know that at one point in this podcast, I'm going to lay down a socialist screed of some kind. And I think that it's important to note that um, friendshiping accepts almost all political views. Unless they're shitty. Unless they're shit. Unless you're a piece of shit. Right. So accept mine, guys. <laughs> Love it. Do you want to hit this? Yeah, this is a hell of a question. So right. everyone strap in. Can I read it this week? Please do. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> Hello, friendshiping ladies. I think you've touched on this topic before on the election in November, but I'm struggling. I believe we're stronger together and all that, but what do you recommend when my friends make, intentional or unintentional, 
political choices that hurt me. For example, buying food from Chick-fil-A, or saying that all lives matter, or complaining about immigrants. After, I'm sorry, I made that sound silly because like I think that equating those things those things are silly but oh yeah we'll get into that but the more like so the, now like when i read it in kind of a silly voice it was just kind of like wow that really hammered home <laughs> uh but ask her please stick around because we're not going to make fun of you after conversations that go nowhere it seems as if we have to agree to disagree i don't want to be friends with them but that seems to go against my own stance of unity how do i resolve this P.S. So I was thinking about this more and more about how people who are vegan for moral reasons must put up with omnivores on a daily basis. How do you do it? There's so much to so much ground to cover. here. There's so much in here. I feel like there's two main things that we have to address right away. Number one, um, complaining about immigrants and eating Chick-fil-A fast food are not the same thing. Not, you know, we'll get into that. Yes. Uh, the second important thing that we have to like start with as the basic foundation before we dig into the details um asking your friends to be upright moral people is good and reasonable you don't have to be friends with people that make you feel shitty or sad or angry you really don't you don't have to feel guilty or that you're being unfair by choosing not to spend time with someone like by god do pick a side and let people who are shitty fall away from your life Right. And like the other thing is, is that you don't have to have such a variety of political opinions and people around you that you have Blue Lives Matter friends. And there's a certain amount. I think that there's a certain amount of guilt here that this friend is like, I should be trying to change their mind. I, I should be fighting this ignorance. Right. Like if I if I stop being their friend and I don't and I don't change anything. That's a lot of responsibility to give yourself. That is exactly that's a lot to put on your shoulders. And like when it comes to personal relationships or your viewpoints, you are allowed to be biased. You aren't here for a long time. You're here for a good time. Nice. And you're here while you're here for that good time. You want to be around good people and make lives good for other people. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 So like there's a there's a balance, I think, to be had there that is a personal a matter of personal choice, which is. Do I fight my friends on their shitty opinions or agree to disagree? That is completely personal. Like, not all of my friends agree with everything that I believe. Like, I am, like, extremely, like, lefty, red, socialist person. And I'm not expecting every single person that I love and hold dear to me to want to burn the establishment. Yeah, and, like, on that other note, this PS kind of implied that I was a vegan, too. I actually do eat meat. Yeah, Jenny, it's all of me. Yeah, so like, if you've listened to all these episodes, and now that's like shocking to you, <laughs> like like uh, Trin hasn't looked at me and thought found my personality to be lacking because I eat meat. Right, I don't like smell the pork on her. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, right? If you did, I hope you would be like, "Hey, Jen, you smell like pork." Oh yeah, no, I yeah. bet you know me- nobody should smell like pork. Yeah, no. <laughs> That would be because I don't want to smell like pork. Right. Not that Trin is like. <laughs> so so here's the thing like about. So do you want to just cover the veganism yeah, thing just, at the end? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's just get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I do not just surround myself with vegan people. So like I um I, I, I like focusing uh, me as an example because I think I am so extreme. I like to paper stickers that say this man is a Nazi over Milo's face in the in the subway. That's what I like to do. Um, I am totally cool with like disarming the entire police force. Like, that's what I want. But if somebody if one of my friends is like, 
hey, like we we don't need a militarized police force, but guns are something that is necessary for peacekeeping. I'm I'm like I might argue with them about that. Like we might debate about it, but I don't think they're like a bad person for that. That's not going to be a sticking point in our friendship. So it's the same thing about veganism. It's like, man, there are so many choices to make in this life. Just make the ones that make you feel the least bad. You know, like if my friends want to eat meat, like I know that the companies that receive their money for meat are also the same companies that receive my money for when I buy fucking spinach. Yeah. And also food, people's relationship with food is constantly evolving. And it's cultural. Yeah. And it's social. And it's so much more than just and the... privilege, depending on how much money people make. Absolutely. Like sometimes it's so I, I would for me, I would make the case that being vegan can be cheaper, blah, 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 blah. But OK, dude, I am not going to begrudge somebody if they want to pick up a McDonald's meal. It'll make them like remember their childhood after having a really shitty day. Oh, exactly. I'm not going to begrudge the mother of four who just worked all day and just needs to put food on the table if she throws a meatloaf in for her kids. Like that would be a garbage person who would be mad about that. Right. Right. And like all the people I know who are vegetarians and vegans aren't shitty like that. I really well, man, if you've got few if you've got vegan friends who are like that, like they'd be like that about their beliefs, regardless of what belief system they held. Yeah. Yes. They'd be shitty Christians. They'd be shitty uh, Democrats. They'd be dogmatic about whatever it was. Right. Like uh, people complain about like uh, like, oh, like Republicans who are so vociferous with their their views or vegans like, oh, you how do you can you tell there's a vegan? Oh, don't worry. They'll let you know. Those people would be shitty about their beliefs no matter what they thought. I feel like we veered wildly off topic and now I'm just venting about things that make me mad. Yeah, but it's great. But ultimately, the the, the answer is uh, I love Jen and I love that she eats steak. And I, <laughs> if we went to a Chinese buffet and I wasn't sure if these dumplings had beef in them or not, I would have her eat them and she would be uh, t- totally honest with me. I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be like, nope. <laughs> wink, wink. Got you. Ultimately, there's that is a really good uh, benefit of having people around you who have a variety of beliefs. Yeah. Is yeah. You have a beef taster in the group. That's me. Jen the beef taster, Bane. That's what they call me. Oh, no. Okay, uh, let's get back into the specifics of this question. Yeah, let's actually answer the question. You're right. Thank you. It bothers you that your friends eat fast food at Chick-fil-A. And like, I get that. I personally don't eat at Chick-fil-A either, even though I've had their fries before and they're very good. Believe but, it or not, I don't go to Chick-fil-A either. Yeah. Wow. That's so <laughs> shocking. It's shocking that the two of us don't like to eat at Chick-fil-A. Like, that's so weird how that works out. But it also bothers you. In the same sentence, you said it also bothers you that your friends complain about immigrants. Those are not the same thing. Mm -mm. Like, you can be annoyed that your friends, I guess you could be annoyed that your friends choose to spend money at a place that's like, you know, has taken a shitty public view. And I understand. Like I said, I don't eat there either. But whoa, complaining about immigrants is a huge red flag. Not taking Black Lives Matter seriously is a or calling it pointless or a joke or a terrorist organization. That is a huge non-negotiable issue. Well, and it's also like a a starting point for a discussion if you have the time and the energy, especially when it comes to family members, you know, like that you can have that discussion. But buying fries at Chick-fil-A and demeaning the worthwhile of the lives of like other people, those are so different, man. Like, especially because choosing to buy your food can be such a whim. 
Yes. Like you could walk by a Chick-fil-A and be like, I don't have time. I don't have a ton of money on me right now. I'm just going to step in here and step out and walk to my job. Because like I'm thinking of friends of mine because a Chick-fil-A opened on my college campus in Chicago and like a lot of students refused to eat there and a lot of students still did. So this is like pretty relevant topic to me. But like I said, that is such a different choice to make versus deciding, reading all about Black Lives Matter and deciding that it's not not worthy. Yeah. I mean, let's also put this into their perspective of there are tons of megacorps that give a shitload of money to conservative causes that uh, that are against basic human rights, such as Whole Foods. Yeah. Whole Foods just got bought by Amazon, and I'm not sure what the deal is with Amazon's like head guy or whatever. But like Whole Foods sells all the namby pamby vegan artisan garbage that I love, but like it also gives money to people who suck. You line like if you've like bought a bunch of like envelopes to send your uh, buttons out to somebody. Yeah, like, all you Kickstarter people out there, right? Maybe don't use you line if you can help it, but it's also the cheapest and fastest option. Exactly. Like it's. It's impossible for, I think, okay, let me start that over. It's not impossible. It would be nitpicky, I think, to really hold against somebody for eating a Chick-fil-A when there's like a racist at every fucking organization. Yeah. Where have you, do you live in the middle of the woods and make your own clothes? And soap. And soap and like gather plants yourself? Yeah. Um, Are you eating oh, berries and twigs every day? High fiber diet. Or do you have you ever purchased clothes from Forever 21 or Urban Outfitters or Target? Right. A fast, cheap fashion. Yeah, you fast. probably have. Yeah. You might not even know about that. The textile industry is one of the most polluting industries on the planet. And the concept of fast fashion. I mean, the reason why clothes are cheap is because of like slave and migrant labor in um, developing nations. Uh, and intellectual theft of ideas. If we prioritize speed and we pr- prioritize cheap, um, which is what capitalism is, you can't make a good choice because everything is made based on profit and it is mace- made completely separate from ethics. You can make the least bad choice as much as you possibly can, but you also have to hold people to reasonable standards. Holy shit, Jen, that's the perfect thing to say in the world. Thank you. And like, let me let me again say. Arguing with someone about if they're supporting Blue Lives Matter, that is not the same. Not the same. As being like holding people. That is a standard you should hold people to. Right. But I don't think you can you can never ask someone to be the perfect person when it comes to how they make purchasing decisions. Because, again, unless you're like the Joker and you sew your own clothes and you like don't have a name and you light money on fire. Yeah. Which sounds great. Okay. Yeah. Like that sounds wonderful. That's what the inside of Trin's brain is right now. Yeah. Like I'm burning piles of money in my brain right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like think of how people have to survive the day. Like you have to people have to go to their jobs and maybe they don't have access to public transportation and they can't afford a Prius or a Tesla or a Telsa, as I call them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I read a Telsa, too. Yeah. Your ethics cannot only apply to wealthy people with time and money. Holy shit, Jen, that is so good. So there was this tweet going around from like some bicycle organization that made me really fucking angry. And it was something like um, the Bicycle Ordinance of America. And they were like, every time you turn on your car, you are murdering our planet. You're responsible for murdering our planet. It's like, no, you're fucking not. Okay, like Ford, who specifically and systematically dismantled our public transit system and made it impractical or impossible to not own a car in modern society. 
That's who fucks shit up, okay? Not like the single dad who's got to pick up his kids from soccer practice as fast as he can so he can get home and watch Frasier, which is the one happy half hour he has in his life. Dude, like, lay off. Also, that person probably tweeted it from, like, their Apple phone. Absolutely. That's the other thing. Apple products, they are made with um, conflict minerals that are found in, like, only war-torn nations, and then that's how they fund child militias. This sounds like this is not real. I'm telling you, Google literally everything we're saying. It's all fucking true. Or, like... Are you engaged to be married or something? Like, have you ever given someone a diamond ring or received one in your life? I've got bad news for you. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, there's a certain amount of Googling I think we can expect people to do. But ultimately, like, everybody is going to have knowledge gaps. So, wow, Jen, I think I just hit on something that's worth talking about. Knowledge gaps. Knowledge gaps. So let's think about somebody who who is all like, oh, all lives matter. That person has a knowledge gap. They don't know. I, I can. I hope right that this person doesn't know that the problem is that we are shooting black people at an un like an, an uh, a rate that is. So it's funny because I almost wanted to say we're shooting black people at a rate that is ridiculous. Really, cops shouldn't kill people at all. Uh, yes, and so I can understand the knowledge gap that would make you be all lives matter. Or the knowledge gap that, like, they think the media is framing it in a certain way that is untrue just to get attention or frame a story. Like, that's the argument I've heard, that it's greatly exaggerated. Yeah. So so that's the thing. Do you want to take responsibility for your friend's knowledge gaps? How do you feel after you explain an issue to them? How do you feel after you tell them that this affects you personally? Like as a person of color, Black Lives Matter is really important to you. Or um, as somebody who came from an immigrant family, that uh, immigration uh, rights is very important to you. Um, how do you feel after that conversation and how do, how do they react? Um, so maybe the, the, what really we should be talking about is the process of discussing things like this with your friends. That's a really good point. And then that will tell you a lot about your friend. Like, and it'll tell it, you a lot about you. Like, is this is it worth pursuing a friendship with this person? Yes. Uh, and uh, and can we I don't think that we can reasonably say whether or not like you you are being unreasonable to your friends. We'll never be able to tell you that like one way or the other. But we can say that do this process. And then if you feel like you felt good after this happened, then you can make your decision. So one is. Ask them why they are complaining about immigrants. Ask them why they care about All Lives Matter. Have them explain themselves. Like, ask them reasonable questions and see what happens. Honestly, you'll be shocked at how, how arguments break down if you just ask the basic questions. And they might not be able to explain That's what I'm how saying. they feel. Yeah, they might not be able to explain how they feel. They might be repeating what they've heard on the news yeah. or what they've heard their parents say or what they've heard in passing. And they had an emotional reaction to it and thought, that feels right to me. And then when they go to repeat it, they're like, oh, I don't, I can't answer this. Right. So step one, ask them why. And then maybe they can't. And maybe they can't explain. Two, explain your point of view. Non-judgmentally. Not in, in terms of a debate, but just say, this is important to me because. And I want you to know this because. Explain. Step three, ask them how they feel now. How they react to that, I think, should determine how you move forward. So if they're just like pissed and angry that you that you feel so uh, loving towards these gay people who want to adopt children, then that tells you something about them. 
<laughs> you know, or if they're like, holy shit, dude, like I understand. I think I get it now. I like Like, what should I do? Then tell them to go fucking Google it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that would be an ideal reaction if they were like, I don't know. What do you think I should do? I think what they'll probably do is have a hard time backing down because people want to want to back out of arguments with their dignity in place. Yes. And it's up to you how much you allow them. Um, there have definitely been arguments I've had where I was like, I am not letting you get away with this. I am letting you crumble to the ground and embarrass yourself in front of this group of people. And that was a choice I made. But there are also times if you want to meet someone with empathy and, and, and give them the opportunity to be better, it is worth considering giving them an out, giving them a way to move on, to Google, to be less ignorant, to let them walk away with their personhood intact. Walk away with their personhood intact. That is such a good way of putting it. Yeah, and sometimes people don't deserve that. <laughs> but a lot of your friends probably do. I mean, they're your friends, right? Yeah. They probably deserve that. I mean, if you're talking about people that you're forced to spend time with, like your family, like, I mean, like, I've already cut out all of my family that supports Trump, but I mean, that is kind of up to you. Right. Those are decisions we can't, we can't really advise on. So we've talked about how it is impractical to uh, expect all of your friends to hold your exact same views and to express them in the same ways that, that you do. We've talked about how to have this conversation. We've talked about the difference between hating immigrants uh, and eating barilla pasta, you know? Uh, so so where, where does that leave us? So does that leave us just kind of like, with what? Well, this person said they were struggling. And I can feel the struggle in this question. I can f I feel like this person hasn't found their their roadmap yet when it I comes agree. to dealing with these difficult issues. And no one has a should ever have a roadmap that's perfectly laid out in life. Like, you know, you will grow and change. And we obviously advocate that. But I feel like this asker needs to find like their their compass. Right. What's applicable to them? Yeah. Like what are their strongest values? Mm -hmm. I mean, there are definitely people who. If you only want to befriend woodsmen who made a house of hewn oak for themselves and, like, you know, spin their own wool to make their chemise out of goats, whatever, totally fine. You can limit yourself to those people. And that is and we're not going to be like mad at you about it. Uh, but I don't think that you're going to be interacting with the entire world if you limit yourself to just those people who don't Chick-fil-A. I completely agree. Like they're like my friends who are urban urban farmers tend to be friends with fellow urban farmers because they have similar values and similar lifestyles. But I think they'd be I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you closed yourself off to people that eat at Chick-fil-A. Friends that eat at Chick-fil-A. Because you know, they might be gay. <laughs> you might have gay friends that eat at Chick-fil-A. I sure do. And, like, and, I, and I mentioned the Barilla pasta thing. That's the other thing is like, how can you keep up with all of the controversies? You can't. Like but the Barilla pasta thing happened, I want to say like a couple of years back, is that like the, the guy who owns Barilla pasta is kind of a shit bag. And he's just like, yeah, like gay people are the worst. And blah, I remember blah, blah. that now. That's yeah. coming back to me. Yeah. But like it, these happen so often to keep up with all of them is impossible and it's going to make you insane. And you're going to have to be on Twitter so much. So much. And man, maybe you shouldn't be on Twitter that much. No <laughs> one should be on Twitter that much. Here's here's a here's a scenario for you, Trin. You ever heard of Nestle? Yes, I have heard you of Nestle. You might be like, well, I don't. 
eat things. I don't support Nestle because of the shitty things they did for mothers in developing countries. Oh, wow. They really did do that with the baby formula yeah. situation. It's horrible. Google it. It's yeah. a terrible, terrible thing that happened. But if you aren't supporting Nestle, you are not supporting 30 other brand names hidden under the umbrella of Nestle. Oh, yeah. You can't escape it. Capitalism is inescapable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But if you exist in this world, you have to participate in capitalism. Right. Like if you eat anything from like General Mills, then you are. Uh, uh, what's that? Con Agra, like the awful like uh, agriculture corp. Right. Like it's try boycotting a brand in monopoly capitalism. You can't. You can't. It's not possible. We have literally set up our society in such a way that making ethical choices is wholly impractical to impossible. Like it's it's that that's just the way it goes. Like how many times have you thought to yourself in this society, I wish blank were profitable so that we could spend some time and resources and energy on it. So like things like green energy or space travel, social justice. That's how capitalism fucks us. Yes, it spurs along discovery in terms of like things people can make money off of. We've got like 14 different flavors of Oreos, guys. Woohoo! Like a million of them. America! But the important things that don't turn a profit get ignored so that creators and scientists can turn a profit and survive. Oh my god, I'm going right into my socialist greed. But okay, I'm going to finish this one up and then I'm going to stop oh, talking about it. Please, keep going. Bring it home, Trent. So, so here's the thing. The people who get to focus on things that are like the public good, they are privileged enough to be able to do it. So you'll find that most artists, like you're, you will have a hard time finding an artist who is not funded by their parents or by grants and loans. Because in order to like do art for a living, they have to be given money to survive because we don't support art. We don't support science. We don't support the public good. Ah, okay, listen, so how are we supposed to deviate from common norms and create something new and worthwhile if we only create what, what makes money? Well, I don't know, okay, because we incentivize cheap products, which incentivize cheap slave migrant labor, intellectual theft, unethical practice for the sake of a speedy profit. I don't even know, man. You can't play video games without participating in an ununionized industry that rewards practices like crunch to the death detriment of personal lives and health of the workers. I don't know. You will find your compass, my friend. You will find your compass. Just do the best good that you can and the least bad you can. Be kind to each other because here's the thing. You were born into this capitalist society. You did not choose to be thrust into it. And as an adult, you have to sort through the, the, the nitty gritty garbage that capitalism makes you do on a regular basis. You know what? If you turn on the light, you're giving money to the electric company. Okay. They might be using coal. All right. I don't know. You own a car. You're fucking up so much shit. I don't know. Listen, just do the best that you can, because that is the only thing we can ask of anybody in the modern world. This episode is sponsored by the Kellogg Company, an American multinational food factoring company headquartered in Michigan. <laughs> Trin, that was fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just it's so so it sucks. So here's the thing, Jen. I see these young people who want to do good. They're these young, like 19 year olds, and they're just discovering like feminism for the first time, like go vaginas. Yeah. And they don't realize that that's like trans-exclusionary. That's like feminism, not even 101. Right. It's white feminism. But, like, it's hard for me to be mad at them because, like, that's 
that's the feminism that pink, the feminism that like, you know, sold things, the feminism that like vagina monologues, like the yeah. popular version. And I can't be mad at that because it's a starting point. It's a starting point. And like, I can't be mad at somebody who is like born in America and therefore like, I don't know. Jen, the world makes me sad. I know. People make me happy, though. Man, yeah, let's get back to that idea. Okay, when what I do when I am down about the world, I usually talk to Trent. (laughs) But also what I do is I donate $5 to Planned Parenthood or some organization that is trustworthy. Or I volunteer. Trent and I did Habitat for Humanity a couple weeks ago. Or if I am, you know, it's a it's a privilege that I'm able to give even five dollars and give up a Saturday to do those things like that is that is something only privileged people are able to do. So if I can't do those things, I go and talk to my friends like it is nothing restores my faith in this crappy capitalist society than talking to my friends who are real people, real breathing human beings who want to make the world better, who are kind and accepting and would never complain about immigrants like you got to find your people. And they're problematic in their own ways. Yes. Like we all fuck up. Um, I think ultimately at the end of all this is um, accepting and understanding that certain problematic behaviors and certain consumptive choices um, are going to be inevitable. Some people are going to inevitably fuck this stuff up. Everybody will do this. Uh, And to be forgiving of that, I think, is really important. Yeah, I think it comes down to what you're willing to forgive. I mean, I'm willing to forgive my friends who eat fries from Chick-fil-A. I don't think I can befriend someone who doesn't consider feminism a strong value of theirs or someone who, in your words, complains about immigrants. Like that's I mean, on a good day, I might meet that person halfway and have a discussion. But man, I found a group of people that like. I would have a hard time being patient with. With, you know, with the news right now and with all the information available to us, I have a hard time being patient with people who are just willfully, willfully ignorant. And we have to decide for our own selves, because there's really no way to determine it, who's willfully ignorant and who just like hasn't been exposed. That's a a very good point. Like, could I be mad at someone, at a kid who doesn't know any better, who grew up in the middle of Indiana? Yes, I could. I could too. But, (laughs) but like, and then, then that's it. Like, it's like we have to choose what to spend our energy on and what to educate people on and where to draw the line. So ultimately, there really is no answer to your question. Yeah, we can't advise you on this. One thing, though, it just occurred to me that, like, it's probably my job as a white lady to teach people, though. Yeah, yeah. but um, one of the things that we we continually say on the podcast is that, like, your bad feelings only help in so much as they make you act. And if you are absorbing all of this, like, bad feelings as a white lady educating other white ladies and, like, and it's wearing you down, you can't do it anymore. Like, that's another, like, your own judgment call to make. Like, ultimately, this really, like, comes down to your own judgment call, like, every time. Yeah. So it's your responsibility. If the power is within you. Yeah. The power is yours. (laughs) So, yeah, man, I feel bad that I don't have a great answer for this person other than, like, man. So here, here's my view. I, I hate the way our society is set up. And I'm sometimes, I'm most of the time really mad about America. <laughs> but I love Americans. Like uh, most of the people I love are here. Most of the people that I love have to participate in capitalism every day of their lives because like that's the world. And I get to choose what makes me angry, which is society, and what I love and forgive, which is individual humans. 
Katrin. That was perfect. Oh, thanks. I don't think we should go any further. I think that's the like the winning note. Oh, cool. That was so good. I'm glad that you think that because man, like I'm still like, I got fires in my brain still. And I think after this, I'm gonna have to write like some kind of screed, print it out, and like nail it onto Rom's door. Oh, that yeah, let's do it. Like I'm feeling I'm feeling a little fired up. Anyway, this has been Friendship Pink with Jen and Trin. Uh, I hope that you stuck with us because like that was that was a lot of, of yelling. Um, please send us questions. You can email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com and you can tweet with at and among us at do friendship. Uh, we will be here next Thursday, right? Because I'll be at SDCC until Tuesday. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. Go. We'll have an episode next week. Yeah. 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 Hell, hell yeah. What uh, if we did the Wonder Woman episode? Next what week? if we fucking did that? What if we finally did the Wonder that would Woman be episode? Great. Okay, so, all right, guys, like, I know we've been teasing this for a really long time, but it's fucking happening now. It's going to happen next week. Watch Wonder Woman, because we're going to talk about the friendships of Wonder Woman next week. And, uh, is that it? Thank you for listening. You are welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem.